Good evening, Burn City. Welcome to another episode of The Burn, episode three, Eat, Sleeve, Train, Repeat. How you doing, Steve? Mate, fantastic. How you doing? Good, mate. What's awesome. been happening? Mate, we're just pretty excited today with the uh, burning agenda is uh, health and nutrition. Um, we're going to bust some myths around health, fitness, and yeah, everything else, really. We're the new myth busters. Well, you could say that, but no, we're, we're here just to bust the, uh, the fitness and nutrition myths, and today we've got a special guest. We do, because like, we're no experts, Steve, so we thought I'd, uh, we'd get our good friend from way back, Danny Antonellos. Mm. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> so, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I'm excited. Yeah, good. <laughs> great to have you here. So, now you're a qualified PT. Osteo, is that right? Yes. At Health Connection South Yarra. Yes. Corrective exercise coach with Bliss Therapies. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. We're, 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 we're on this sure. yeah. yeah, tick. Good. Uh, <laughs> and a WBFF bikini athlete. That's right. Yeah. A little right. bit of everything. Correct. Right. Awesome. Danielle, we love what you're doing right now and you're absolutely killing it. Um, Thank you. What is the difference between an osteo and a physio? Yes, the famous question. So there are similarities between osteos, physios, chiros, myros, you know, you, you hear about them all the time. So physios basically, they work with the musculoskeletal system, so bones, muscles, all of that, and they aim to return people back to their normal level of function. So if they've had an injury, and they work with specific goals as well, whether that be um, sporting related, work related, things like that. Yeah. Osteos are like a mix. So the easiest way that I put it, they're basically like a mixture between a physio and a chiro. So chiros who work sort of just on the skeleton as well and the joints more. So yep. we're a hybrid of the two, really. Um, we focus on the body holistically. So like if, if you came in with a sore shoulder, we'd have a look at your neck, we'd have a look at your back and do a, a series of testing to work out what's caused that. Yep, you know, just... get a lifestyle view on you and, and who you are as a whole unit rather than just a sore shoulder. So say we go to two people, mm. I can just come to an osteo and you guys are just, yep, here it is, sort of, I wouldn't say a holistic approach, but yep. these are the specific fields we yeah, we focus on, bang, this is how we can sort of address and fix and fix the problem. Yeah. Based on whatever injury or illness that may be. Yeah, um, yeah that's cool. right. Yeah, go so on. physios are for your management plans as well. Osteos come in and take a whole look at, at your life as well. Just in layman's terms, you know, it's, yeah. No, nah, good. Keep labels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always hard to distinguish between the two. Yeah. Um, so we actually went to uni together. We did. Yeah, yeah, those are the days. A long time ago. Now, how did you start out as a PT and then obviously as an osteo? Yeah. Um, so coming out of high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, I just thought, yeah, we have to go to uni to be successful. All right, let's do it. Ended up at Deakin, which was it was a great time. And I did know that I wanted to do something with nutrition, health and the body, but not sure what. So did my health science degree. And because Deakin are, are amazing and you have massive holidays, me being me, I got bored in the holidays. So I'm right. like, I'm going to be a PT in the meantime. A bit of extra studying. And it was really just for my own training, really. I didn't think I was going to train others. I just wanted to learn a little bit more. But then you learn to love it. I just became so obsessed with helping people feel better about themselves, moving better, you know. It, and I just kept writing it out and, and following that. And you feed off your energy, don't you? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like people come to you and, and say, oh, like, yeah, because I, I, I haven't had a PT 
actually no, I've had one recently and I kind of stopped but I do want to go back because I kind of miss that sort of someone just pressuring you to go you know go 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 mm, mm. that accountability yeah yeah mm. being held accountable and like yeah. and just, you know really trying to just push you to that limit so, yeah you know, I call it like this, this you know the spew moment it's just like you're about to, <laughs> yeah, that final that final like one percent two percent that just gets you going um, oh definitely nah, that's good stuff all right and yeah then, so you did that or like whilst whilst you know on uni holidays yeah that's a lot right. of us spent just probably partying back in the early days oh. but yeah, that's um, I know what you did. Like, yeah, well, those yeah, were the days. I'm like, shit, maybe I should have done something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, was there anyone that particularly influenced you in this in in this career path? And well, when I finished my three year degree at Deakin, I sort of came out of it, and because again, I didn't really have a set endpoint. I wasn't really qualified for anything aside from being a PT, like an overly qualified PT. Um, so then I was sitting down one day at Christmas lunch, and a relative actually goes, "Oh, why don't you be an osteo?" I'm like what the hell's that? Got on Google. I'm like, oh yeah, this sounds good. I know it's not professional, but this is legit. Um, enrolled, got accepted. And then again, just fell in love with it. So it's just been a big trial and error. And I suppose you don't know unless you go and try it to, you, you don't know what works for you. Yeah. Um, and then now fast forward, now that I'm done, they both go hand in hand so well, you know, having the recovery side and the training side as well. So perfect it's worked out all really right it's ticking all the boxes from the physical well-being side of things it's mm. like focusing on from like a, a, a like is it, do you have to be a, a, like is it, are you technically considered a doctor with your yeah that's direct? right actually yeah? so yeah you become a doctor at the end of it yeah gotcha yeah that's pretty cool so, so we're calling doc, dr antonellis that's right yeah. yeah you can call me that call it doc from the rest <laughs> of the doc yeah doc yeah, <laughs> that was so good. That was spot on. <laughs> yes. Great. Well, yeah. In our first episode, um, we kind of like outlined some of our goals we want to achieve for the year. And that's kind of going to be the ongoing trend for this sort of our podcast, the Burn. Uh, what goals have you set for twenty nineteen? Yeah, so honestly, this year, it's been a lot of trial and error because last year was very structured and regimented. Um, but then me being me, if something's really routine for too long, I go, okay, let's change it up. So I took time away from work and, and everything for a good month or so over Christmas and then really had to sit back and reflect, okay, what do I actually want to do? Do I want to do another show? Do I want to stay in the online coaching that I'm doing? And then I was ready for a change. So I'm all about self-reflection because often we try and have the answers straight away and, and search for them. But sometimes you just need to step back, take some time out of nothingness for the answers to come to you. And that's really what happened over that time. So around January, then I realized I do want to practice. I want to get a job um because i originally wasn't going to i rode the fitness world like and i was in that bubble for so long in the excitement but now i've realized although it was amazing i've done all this study the fitness industry is just a small percentage of the population i want to expand what i do and who i um interact with and influence so that was a cool realization um yeah so my goals were to get a job as an osteo, yep. which I have. Um, I've been, yeah, practicing properly for three weeks now at the new place. At Health Connections South Yarra. Health Connections South Yarra. Yep. yep, check it out. At Health Connections SY for those following at home. Oh, that's right. Get on the gram. Um, and then changing environment. I'm still living at home in the good old eastern suburbs. So, represent. Yeah, yeah right. Represent. And I'm ready just to 
to move in a city closer to the beach so i'm yep. very i throw myself in situations where i i force myself to do things so by getting a job in south yarra the area that i want to live there's only so long that i'm going to be okay with catching the train so that will get me out of my comfort zone beautiful even yeah, further you you're like so yeah like, time to move out move yeah. on like i remember doing that when i uh oh, she, whatever was my family dad went overseas and I was, mm. with, I was with like mum the girls and my mates like here's an opportunity to move out with you know, a group of schoolmates I'm like yeah perfect yep. and that sort of was like my stepping stone to get out yep. coming from a you know Greek Italian household oh yeah <laughs> got out of my comfort zone and then mm. ended up you know since then it's kind of been like you know, out of home which has been exciting yeah. so that's, that's yeah awesome. that's, and that's a huge step and like once you do that though you kind of you're like oh wow like I've done it like mm. this is now I can focus on the next yep. objective definitely um, so would you say that you've been an osteo for this year you've completed one of your goals for the year which is to get yourself established yeah most definitely and and now it's just about really again trial and error and i want to be different so that's why i have that passion now to mix the fitness industry with the manual therapy recovery side of it because again they go hand in hand however it's still very one-sided across the spectrum no matter if it's office workers or athletes people are still not doing both to their best ability one's often neglected Right, and that's obviously you holding them accountable Mm. for that. And so, in that respect, how are you holding yourself accountable? Yeah. For obviously, you know, specific goals you've outlined for 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 twenty nineteen, and because like goals are ever ever changing, right? Yeah, Um, that's right. And one reason again, Kevin, I want to do this is to make it public of what sort of our goals would be, so we can hold ourselves accountable. So. For me, last week I signed up for the uh, the Gold Coast Marathon. Amazing. Yeah, crazy. It's uh, you know forty two kilometers. It's probably the flattest marathon I've been told. In forty two Australia. too long for my life. Yeah, that's you know, uh... see, but that's that's just limiting your wow. mind. If you know, you, put yes. your mind to it, you can do it. But yeah, that's so time. that's sort of you know I've, I've ticked that off, and I've now made that obviously public here on on the podcast today. Yes, um, it so helps making it public, hey, because you don't yeah. want to back out against your word. Like, no, exactly. You yeah. can't pull out now. It's like you know steam ahead so what are you doing yeah with sort of yourself to, to hold you know to hold yourself accountable yeah. for these goals that, um, that you've set yeah definitely so like you I'm very public with what I'm doing um, because yeah starting my Instagram page it was just by accident that I've started getting followers I didn't say okay I'm I'm gonna make this page and get this amount of followers it was like all right I'll just make a page tell them about my goals at the time which was my first show make it public for that accountability, like what you were saying. So I still do that um, because I find it important to be able to show people that paths change, goals change as we do as well. Um, And yeah, no one likes to go back on their word, but yeah, so you sort of put it out there and it it keeps you going. Um, But with that, I have coaches as well. I'm very big on investing time and money and giving it to people who have done what you do and that yep. can help you because we can spend five, 10 years trying to find the answers or just go to someone go that has them it. and that can guide you. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So I've got a um, coach who's a life coach. So yeah. the mindset side of it, sort of all around our business, everything else. And then a very specific coach for nutrition and exercise and right. mindset as well, she covers. Um, so yeah, I've found that having them and not wanting to let them down really keeps me lifting up my game. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there's like, yeah, like we've said, like it's, you need to be in the know as well. And there's a lot of mm. misconceptions around health, fitness, nutrition, and we want to get to the bottom of it, like specifically around this podcast. Um, so let's, let's start off with probably one that's on the topic for most people. Yeah. Is there a great, a good relationship 
between physical and mental health. Yep, definitely. Um, because your physical appearance and physical health is a direct reflection of what's going in in your mind. You know, you, you can see it on people if someone's upset or sad you can read it in their presence if they're on top of the world you can tell if they're healthy or not you can just see it by looking at them um so yeah it's definitely linked when it comes to aesthetics so your your pure physical appearance there is a difference with fitness and health though that's the thing like you can look physically fit but you might be really tired run down hungry mentally you might feel worse about yourself Mm. um but yeah, they're still very much linked. So by strengthening your mind, then the physical body side of it and the actions following um, are a real reflection of that. So so you would say to someone in your you know, consultation, you'd start off with probably the mind question when you first, yep. before anything else, be like, mentally, how are you feeling right now? Yep. Uh, because yeah, I've listened to a few, like some, like a few podcasts um, and some doctors, and they always talk, they say, you know, the physical well-being comes from your mental health. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, yeah, I just find that quite fascinating. And yeah, I, I, I like I'm a huge advocate for mental health. Mm. Um, so, what sort of is one question you'd ask? You know, if I, you and I were sitting down in a consultation, what would be the first? If I said, "Listen, I want to lose ten kilos," you know, which is you know, you know, general thing, or yeah, I want to, you know, increase my body my body mass or do whatever. What's sort of what? How would you relate to the mental health question? in that Mm. consultation i would find out why why you want to lose 10 kilos why you want to why someone wants a six-pack why someone wants to fit into their jeans like they're all surface level things and often we don't actually know why it takes a lot of um questioning and and self-reflecting again like Mm. most people okay i want to fit into my jeans so i can feel confident so i can get married or there's always an underlying thing so always asking why and then often if they're not clear on their why so like getting on stage is a classic example everyone wants to do it and a lot of people do it just because it's all over social media however if you haven't worked out your why then you won't stand a chance because not only do you have to put your heart and soul and everything into it but you come out the other end worse because doing the show doesn't actually fix the underlying problems so it's about being okay with you know where you're at in your life and with your mindset and saying well is losing weight or changing my body or getting on stage actually going to help this problem yes or no so true yeah Yeah. so it's about finding that deeper reason why for any goal yeah absolutely Mm. absolutely yeah kev what are are your thoughts on that your why the why factor oh we we have at work like we call them understanding questions so Mm. you're not going to know what your customer is going to need unless you ask them those why questions. So, um, why do you want to do this? Or, or you want this product or you Mm. want to do this service? Um, or why, for what reason? So you got to get to the bottom of it. And what you're saying is yourself in, in your uh, position as an OCO and a PT is perfect like that as well. So, um, but that leads Mm. us to, like our next question is like, why do people do diets? Like, what are the misconceptions around them? Is there mm. a particular better one? Yeah, and our cheat, our cheat day is actually valuable. Here we go, the golden question. Yeah, because Kevin I, I value I, cheat days. Like, yes. I love a good cheat day. I don't see any value in it whatsoever. Because mm-hmm. it's just like you've done all this hard work, and yeah, okay, you should reward yourself. Yeah. But you're just going to just put it all back on again. Is there a science behind the cheat day? 
is what we're wondering. Okay, is there a science behind a cheat day? Well, I think the term cheat day came back from the old school bodybuilding days where they would starve, restrict for Monday to Friday, for example, and Mm. then, okay, cheat day. There is a slight, if we're getting scientific, there is a slight um, spike in hormones when you do have a cheat day but it has to be very precise like everything needs to be monitored often people just use that these days as an excuse to eat shit food they're like okay i've been good for the week all right i deserve this or they use language that isn't serving them a purpose but then exactly okay see or they go out drinking but then a cheat day turns into a cheat week (laughs) is that your cheat meal of uh choice recently uh yeah yeah recently Yeah. yeah Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you know, um, I wouldn't do it. It's not only a, a gateway to sort of binge eating because mm. it turns into a cheat, yeah, cheat day, cheat weekend. All right, stuff it. I'll start again Monday mentality, and then it's a vicious cycle Stop. that you can yeah. fall into, and you actually hold on to the extra fats and energy from those cheat meals if you're really restrictive during the week. Because if you starve yourself for so long, the body goes into survival mode because our bodies just, they're really good at adapting and wanting to do anything that they can to survive. So if you go too low during the week and finally hit your body with some calorie dense food, Mm. so from cravings, because they will come if you're too restrictive, your body holds on to it because it goes, shit, I've just been starving for five days. Finally, I'm getting some proper food. Uh, I'm going to store it as fat because I might be starving again tomorrow. Like the, cam- the camel mentality, right? Like yeah, the exactly. Mentality, the way they work with the water. So yep. that would be the same then with, with binge drinking, right? Because yeah. people, and I wouldn't say that I, like, I do like a drink, but I notice that I might not drink Monday to Friday yep. or Monday to Thursday, but then come the weekend, mm. I'm having a good time. Yeah. But then I haven't really done myself any good. Mm. because like even though I've waited that, that whole week as what for you to describe them with the food that's my cheat weekend isn't it and if I'm doing that mm. consistently every weekend I'm not really it's not really doing many any favors yeah it depends drinking, what your goals are as well, well you that's know, thing, like, like, like not going out and say you know having, having like a massive massive weekend but it's you know it's having 10 vodka lime sodas mm. 10, 10 vodka lime sodas on a night out yeah um, sort of you know that's probably not actually i just found out recently it's probably not healthy because you're drinking soda waters like you know got that what got salt in there as well yeah true so um i'm not sure to be honest oh, okay yeah well, carbonated compared to tonic water it's, tonic or, it's, mm. it's a lot healthier tonic water contains a lot of sugars mm. um and whereas like so your other soft drinks also contain additives which causes yeah. a hangover as well you should know this coming from our pub background <laughs> ignorance is blues yes exactly right but But, um, yeah it also um it depends if you're an athlete and and you're training for a marathon now having the alcohol will hinder your muscle development recovery so like you have all the footy players that go and have drinks afterwards which is amazing for culture and you celebrate the sport but they're not doing their recovery any favors so you've got to draw your line are you better off having a couple during the week or just um not going as hard on the weekends and it's your language as well, because yeah. if you go in with the mindset, oh, I deserve this and rewarding yourself, then there's no reason why you wouldn't have 10 drinks. You know, it's it's just about your priorities and um, having an even balance, balance really throughout the yeah. week. Like yeah. the one the one vino a day keeps the doctor away. And that's like, it. That's it. That's it. Yes. Time. Wise man. <laughs> so <laughs> continuing on with like the whole like diet and like nutrition sort of question, like mm. what? What's the best way to structure like your meals for the week then? Like, is it meal planning? Like, uh, 
carbohydrates one day and then proteins the next or is it really dependent on how you train as well like what mm. say like my weight loss goal is like well it's it is to lose a couple of kilos but yep. how would you structure a meal plan like for for me like being a pt or yep. in your position yeah so again everyone's different depending on your goals but for general weight loss it is about eating in a calorie deficit however so being eating less than what you burn but it's not that simple um because then if you go too low too quickly and restricting and starving like what we were talking about earlier survival mode your body Mm. shoots out hormones saying give me food so it's about doing it in a way that's a slow decrease um without shocking the body so consistency any anything that you can do consistently it's going to work for you often people go oh i'm going to have the the quick shred diet and it's just not realistic so it has to be realistic consistent um and then match in with your level of activity and what's suitable for you and include foods that you enjoy yeah there's no point trying to eat i'll use the old chicken and broccoli thing there's no point trying to eat that if by the end you're going to be gagging on it and be like nah, no more <laughs> you have to enjoy what you're doing and you can just by having that moderation but i find that a lot of people under eat which is such a really? paradox. Yeah, because... That, it, yeah. I wouldn't have thought that at all, no. Mm. Like, neither. Yeah, uh, it's... Um, it, well, people get busy with their work and they don't spend time to plan their meals because it takes a lot of organising. Okay, I, when I was competing, everything obviously was next level, but I knew everything I was going to eat for that day because I'd planned it the night before. See, I'm shocking at that. Like, I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I actually don't cook. Yeah. The way I... Sorry, can we get that on the record for, <laughs> for our listeners? I don't cook as I don't cook as much as I probably haven't cooked in the last oh, like three months. Oh wow! But so that I don't, happens I when you move out of cooked, a home cooked meals. Yeah. Um, and I do eat at places where they do cook for me, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> How's that life? Well, Living like a king? No, well, not really. No, it's just like I'm just really sort of I know my, I know my cheap eats, and but it's mm. not unhealthy cheap eats. It's like yep. I know that. In Richmond, like, there's steak nights. Mm. So for twelve bucks, I can eat a nice steak. Yep. And have some veg. Yep. Or um, I can go and have a fur um, up in Victoria, like down Victoria Street, and you know, pen, uh, spend ten dollars mm. on a Vietnamese noodle soup, so rice noodles with broth and chicken. So yep. I'll for our players at home as well. Like I said, fur. Yeah. If, to pronounce fur. I was thinking I that was very fancy of <laughs> you pronouncing it like that. That's how, well, that's how it's pronounced. Is it? Is it? I thought it was fur. Oh, oh geez. Oh, here we go. This is, so this it's is not faux. We... <laughs> nah, it's not faux, no. This, is, nah. this will be covered in our next episode based all around Melbourne Fruit and Wine Festival coming up. So Pumped. that's a little uh, sneak peek for you but, guys. Yeah, so I, that's the thing. I should, because everyone's like, yeah, you need to prepare. And I was actually having this conversation yesterday with my mate of mine. Yeah. Like, you just mate, you just have to start preparing your meals, getting mm. everything ready on, on, a, on a, yeah. But do you ever get to a point when you meal prep and you get to say like your know, Wednesday or Thursday... And you bring out the meal and it's just like, I don't feel like that at all. Like... Oh, definitely. And that's why, because I do sort of flexible dieting under, again, it's probably not for general population, but it's good to have a target of calories and protein, carbs and fats to hit. So that's how I do it. And I can hit those targets with any sort of uh, foods that I want. Mm. Obviously, some better than others, but it's just about consistency. And all right, if you don't feel like that meal, swap it for something else of similar calories, you know. And it's good to be flexible because our lives are unpredictable and 
everyone's different so by doing something that you can stick to that's regular that's not gonna allow the body to think that it's starving like yep. skipping meals then that's your golden ticket what are those um pre-made dinner plans so you got you foods yeah dinnerly which is one that I actually i've been looking at so for the people who are time poor with cooking yeah having those like dinnerly five dollars 75 per meal Okay. Like $10? Yep, yeah, that. I work with Muscle Meals Direct. They're oh, yeah. really good. Um, yeah, because they portion everything all in like a 100 gram portion. So they're they're consistent. Um, definitely worthwhile. worthwhile. If yeah. it's, again, it cost factor comes into it. Do you want to buy five, six meals a day or do you want to spend the time to cook them? Give and take, really. It depends yeah. on the person. Comes um, down, yeah. But they're definitely great if you're stuck for ideas or, or just don't make the time to cook um, i never say don't have time because i believe we all have time to do anything it's yeah. just about what we make time for then they're great as well yeah right. and one one more around sort of meals and diets as well like do meal replacement you know shakes protein powders um pre-workouts mm. well, are they necessary like, yeah do you really need to have like a pre-workout or like a protein shake yeah, again, depending on, on your goals and who you are and your activity level. So pre-workout, I went through a phase where I was very addicted to them and it becomes, you get to the point where it's like, you think that you can't have a good workout unless you've had a pre-workout. But when I was like going through my bags, I'm like, where is the sachet? And then I'm like, hang on, Danny, you've got a problem now. Yeah. You're becoming a little bit aggressive. It gets you pretty, Time to dial it, it gets back. Pretty jacked up, it, it does, because yeah. it's caffeine yeah. and all the beta alanine, like the... The product that gives you the tingles all over yeah. your body. Yeah, well, first yeah. time I took it, I was just like, "What's happening with me yes. right now?" Like, got so much energy, and I just had to like run around. Yeah, the gym for a little bit. Like, but like, just like any stimulus, the threshold gets higher and higher, and you need more and more. more. So mm -hmm. if you're genuinely a tired person, it's more a band aid. It's like, all right, I should be sleeping more, resting more. It's just a band aid for for your lifestyle. So I stopped taking pre workout. I have coffees because who doesn't love coffee? Um, protein shakes, they're really good post-workout for your muscle recovery. Um, but again, you can get the nutrients through food as well. So what you can also do, protein powders are different to your meal replacement shakes. Yep. So again, if you're the kind of person who skips all your food and only eats dinner, have a shake during the day, that's fine. But when it comes to actually replacing the meals, I wouldn't advise that because your stomach feels full when it's stretched. And if you're slamming all the calories in in liquid form, it's not going to stretch. You're not going to feel as full. So you'll end up overeating anyway. Cool. So leads us into, obviously, what, what you're saying with uh, your pre-workout, your post-workout. Like, how do you structure a workout? Like, is there a specific, like, best way to do it? Like, like leg day or arm day, chest, back? Yeah, I do or... back and buys, chest and tries. Yep. Whereas like, legs, yeah, yeah, I don't do. Oh, I never <laughs> skip leg day. I don't skip leg day. I don't, Come on. yeah. Well, I'm being honest here. Leg day's hard, okay? I don't like it. I prefer to run. What about like, running marathons? Uh, well, see, I prefer to do that and have yeah. to do it leg, nah, do it leg day. But no, um, yeah. but is, yeah, that's sort of is there, so my, specific. Yeah, like my physio in rehab from a broken ankle, he gave me a push pull workout yep. uh, structure it's like is there a better one or is it what's the best way to really target like a, a, a session essentially yeah so it depends on how many days realistically you can get yourself in the gym because there's no point aiming for a five six day split if you're going to get in three times so let's just say you can make time for three you're better off doing a whole body workout 
but if you can get in four to six times split it you can do your upper body um, split your leg day it really just depends on your goals as well and how you recover so got males and females are a little differently males can get away with training the body parts less because they take a little bit longer to recover whereas females have to hit the same body part multiple times a week um yeah so everyone's different but it really just depends on how often you can realistically get into the gym yeah and it's can you sort of bust this myth for me that i only just recently heard yeah that you shouldn't be doing weights and cardio on the same day is that true yeah interesting so if you do a big cardio session before your weights Mm. like and smash yourself there's a higher chance of injuring yourself in the weights you're not going to be in a muscle building um, state as well, and you won't be lifting as heavy, so you'll get less benefits from the weight training session. Yeah, it's all good for a warm up just to get like things moving yeah, like and 10, things. Yeah, 10-15 minutes cruising on a treadmill. Yeah, but, but for an ideal weight session, you want to have your warm up that's specific to the actions that you're going to do. So if you're going to have a big bench press session, you're better off warming up by doing actual light bench press motions. Yes, okay. Yeah, you gotcha. can do a little bit of cardio at the end if you like. However, they do counteract each other. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Because yeah. I have been doing in the morning like cardio. Yeah. And then... If I can, then in the afternoon go or in the evening go to the gym, then I'll do weights then. So oh, so you've I got a flop. gap in between. Yeah, well, like, you know, a few, like eight hours, say. Okay, that's but not as bad. As bad as saying, yeah, it's not directly straight after. Like, yeah. I wouldn't do like a, a one hour run on the treadmill and then do a, you know, a weight session directly after. But it'd be like in that day, get up at five or five thirty, go to the gym at six. Yep. Do cardio. Do you have breakfast beforehand? No. <laughs> Again, it comes into survival mode. So uh, not eating is a stress on the body. Coffee, coffee oh, no. I do love coffee, but no. you know, um, yeah. again, your body, it's about the least amount of stress on your body. Exercise is a stress. Not eating is a stress. And as we spoke about earlier, when your body's stressed, it's going to hold <laughs> on to things. Burning the wick from both ends. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. So you're better off having... Even if you're one of those people who can't wake up in the morning and eat, just try and have a little bit of yogurt or half a banana, just something yep. for that fuel. Okay. And studies have shown that it is beneficial to have some sort of nutrient within the first hour upon waking, Done. just on a hormonal level. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Cool. All right. I need so, to start doing that. So the whole fast and cardio thing, is that a little a bit of a myth then? Like- yeah. Again, like it has to be very specifically monitored to work and there's a time and a place however on a general scheme of things um it's it's not worth it at all yeah great okay well that's something i yeah, need to start doing a bit more eating breakfast in the morning yeah um next question i've got for you so i have started doing yoga awesome. you know, yeah. <laughs> that's good hot stretches and stuff it's part of it's part of the gym at fitness first that i go to so is there um, any other reason why you're doing yoga uh... stretching mate just getting well i'm running marathon this year kevin yeah definitely yeah. definitely you got to do that recovery yeah <laughs> so anyway how important is uh, posture stretching correct techniques and recovery um there is a section we do have a one of our listeners has actually sent an additional question yeah um which yeah i'll ask after this but like yeah obviously yoga that's sort of i said is my stretching i don't really do like a, like set aside 10 15 minutes of stretching when i go to the gym Mm. Um, as I see some people doing, I believe that's you know what you should be doing. Yeah. Why but, not? Yeah. What's your reasoning for not? I just, you know, I, I know ignorance. 
Um, yeah. I just probably just haven't been told to do it. Yeah, fun role fair is enough. My best friend. How good <laughs> is the final? Uh, I yeah, for me it's just like okay, get there. I might do some arm stretches. Yeah. When I'm at you know at doing um, chest press or yeah, maybe, maybe the legs. But apart from that, there's nothing else really. Mm. No other reason why I haven't done it. Yeah. I shouldn't be doing it. But well, yeah, what's 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 the importance of, of all this? Yeah, definitely. So when we're working out, we're shortening all our muscles and getting them really tight and stiff. At the end, it's good to lengthen them again, allow them to relax properly just because if we, for example, train legs and everything's really tight and then we go sit in the car, drive home, we go sit on the couch, everything's just stuck in that position. Then if we go and do another session next time, it's already shortened. So if you think of it like an elastic band, the more elastic it is, the less chance it's going to snap and injure. So stretching reduces injuries. It also helps with your muscle gains. Because mm-hmm. if you imagine everything all compressed, your nutrients aren't going to flow through it as nicely and your blood flow, that's how we get our gains when all the everything comes to the specific muscle to repair and rebuild stronger. Yeah. So injury prevention, um, enhanced results, and you just generally move and feel better as well. So rest and recovery is just as important as the workout yeah because we don't actually get results when we're on the treadmill or when we're working out it's when we stop and recover that's when the changes happen right okay so another thing i need to improve on how many (laughs) minutes roughly like 10 15 is there a specific time or no well start with five because if you're doing zero five's better increase Increase it it. like as you said yoga it's a full class of stretching so Mm. there's no real limit um, it's yeah. just time factor and where you place your value. Yeah. Great. Thank yeah. you. So obviously, as, as an OCO, you've come across like a lot of injuries, and obviously today's society, a lot of them are sitting down for their work. Mm. Like, what's the most common injuries that are coming through to like you at the moment? Like, yeah. Is it mainly based around like sporting injuries or fitness injuries, or is it is it like working related injuries? Uh, Injuries. Yeah, so <laughs> that's all right. Um, being in South Yarra, there's a lot of offices around, so lots of lower backs, tight mm. hips, neck and shoulder being on the computer. Um, but that's also when I've been working with athletes, again, they're having similar presentations. So, yeah, definitely lower back and upper neck and things like that. We hold a lot of our stress in our neck. Oh, yeah. Um, and everything we do is forward, writing, computer, driving. So it's really important to not only get those areas treated, you're stretching as we talk about, you're yeah, probably feeling just, it yourself. Just, just feel, I was feeling myself <laughs> like lurching a bit. Yeah, <laughs> but that's when the two go hand in hand. So a sore lower back can often come from poor core strength. So by getting in the gym, working on your core strength, strengthening your upper back as well that counteracts all the tight structures at the front um and that tight lower back so yeah because when i broke my ankle my physio said my lower body and my legs were all out of whack and it came Mm. particularly from my hips yeah um and my core which again that was all completely gone Mm. um so that leads up to my like next question like obviously being in the working environments that we're in like how important is it to go outside and stretch and like move around and get that vitamin D, so to speak. Yeah, it, it is so important and we do hear it, but often we get stuck out of our computers or anything and neglect it. But back onto mental health, what we were talking about mm. earlier, just being stuck in an office all day oh, and then God, you come God's out nuts. and the day's gone. Like just to get that fresh air and regroup it, it not only improves your physical side of it, but 
performance enhancing on a cognitive level as well so by having that break just switching off for a little bit it allows you to recharge because we often hit that slump in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. and that's for a reason it's like a battery on a phone it's going to run out so by recharging and getting in outside not thinking for a little bit we come back and it's actually proven to be more productive after absolutely Yeah. yeah i always feel like if i just go out for a quick five ten minute walk around the block yep Everything's sort of recharged and that's what you kind of, you need. But I know people that have gone into an office when it's dark and got out when it's dark and yeah. they've, they've done that consistently for a week mm. and they just come out, you know, a shell of, their human, like of a human being. They just, there's exactly. no sort of energy and that's because they just haven't gone out for that, you know, that five, 10, 15 minutes just doing, you know, getting that vitamin D, so to speak. So Yeah, it doesn't sound uh, like a lot, but as you said, five, 10 minutes, that's all you need really mm. to, to start off with, obviously, yeah. but um, so important. Yeah. Yeah. So you've mentioned, or as mentioned earlier by Kev, you're also a WBFF bikini athlete. Yes. So seems like more and more people are getting involved in this um, fitness, fitness industry. industry. Yeah, definitely. Sport, would you say? Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how did you get started with this? And and so what, you know, who was inf- who influenced you to to get involved? Yeah, so it is definitely becoming more well known, particularly across social media. It seems like everyone's doing it, which mm. is really cool because it is an amazing experience. But it does go back onto that that reason why. So it's really important to have a why before you. Um, venture out into this land of the fitness bubble um so my dad was a bodybuilder we're talking old school chicken and broccoli style like good old arnie days um (laughs) but i i went to his shows it was so weird because i was probably about five years old all of a sudden all these men were in budgie smugglers tanned as all hell on a stage i'm like where am i but it seemed normal at the time um growing up i never thought that's going to be me no way in hell so at the fitness expos when i went to my first one i actually spotted the woman who coaches me so she's a wbff world champ i approached her nothing to do with shows um i just wanted to take my training to the next level because i saw all these athletes i'm like oh that's so cool i want to be like them um but without the stage factor and then it just one thing led to the other i got real serious about my training and she's like all right how about we do it we'll get on stage explored my why um and my why really was not like growing up i was pretty shy and i never really stood out as much and i wanted a bit of attention you know you go through your teenage years no one notices you and stuff i'm like nah for once, I want to be up on that stage in the spotlight. I want people to know who I am and my message. Um, more than just the outside shell, but being now leading into doing podcasts and things. Like, I wanted to be known and my value to be given to others. And by doing something crazy like that was just a segue into that. That's so good because you, you do actually... Because I've never been to... I'm actually going to attend... Uh, I think it's an ICN event this year. Yeah, cool. Uh, one of my friends is competing. This and- weekend? No, no, it's in a few weeks' time. Yeah, cool. Um, and do you like do the contestants actually like come out there and talk about their why, or is that something that they do prior to sort of obviously on stage? You know, is like is it sort of like you know they sit down, they'll talk to you and say, okay, you know what, mm. you know why are you doing this, or is it just present yourself out there with you know, how you how you're looking at the you know all the months and months of training or years of training to get to that stage? Mm. Um, like what? How does it sort of operate? Yeah, good question. So your reason, like your why, and it's not really like a beauty contest where you have to get on stage and, and say who you are and, and all of that, like world peace, all of that sort no, of no, stuff. Yeah, as much as we all want that. No, no, I wasn't thinking that. Uh, but, but I know what you mean. Yeah. But 
A lot of people don't know their why. They think that it's going to be the answer to their problem um, and then they come out of it even worse because they've done it. It's kind of like coming back from an amazing holiday. You come back to reality and then it hits you and it's like, shit. (laughs) It's the same thing because you're so focused and distracted on this thing. If you don't know your why, um, you're just going to want more and more and never feel fulfilled. Yeah. So those with a strong why genuinely do appear better physically because we've, as we mentioned, your mind is a reflection of your body so they're the ones who are going to get up early in the morning go through the training session because they know why they're doing it if someone's doing it just to tick it off a bucket list they're not going to perform the best in the gym and put in all the hours then that'll be reflected when they present themselves on stage as well so yeah yeah some people most people don't know but with a good coach with good self-awareness and then even talking about it now hopefully that will lead people to explore that a little bit further just in anything in life though more than just shows like we yeah. always have a reason why we do something and it's really powerful to be able to explore that like because recently i wanted to move to queensland and then my brother actually questioned me and he goes all right why 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 i'm like because i want to i want to yeah, the and then nice. i realized yeah, yeah all these people are chilled out all that sort of came up yeah. but then i'm like no nah, there has to be a deeper reason yeah. and then i realized it was because as i mentioned earlier last year was so routine it was my way of escaping. Yeah. And I'm like, no, okay, address what I need to. And then all of a sudden, the desire to move to Queensland disappeared. So self-reflection is so powerful. So I 100% agree. Well, mm. even in our like research and planning for this episode, we, we wanted to, we wrote down some why questions and we couldn't work this one out. And we, we thought we'd ask you, why do these athletes heavily tan? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could put myself like I imagine like myself doing it and then rocking up to work on a Monday. <laughs> yes. And then like having to like have a client meeting with someone and I was yeah. like, "Hey, doing? It's, yeah. What happened to you? Wow. Where do I, where do I begin? It's um, a bit yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, that is. Yeah. That's a very good question. Because I, I have no idea. Good I, question. <laughs> um. So it really just makes your muscles more prominent and consistent. And it's just a consistent thing across the spectrum because if you've got so many variables, um, yeah, it just makes everything look better. So (laughs) I've got an all year round tan, mate. He's (laughs) He's always tan. But once that, um, you've got your coats, but then you've got the top coat that washes off that night. So it's not like you still rock up to work real tan. And then when it's like flaking off for the next week, you look a bit diseased or something. But um, yeah, Yeah. it's to make the muscles look more prominent and just keep it nice and consistent. Yeah. So how do you balance out being a PT, an osteo, and also a bikini athlete? Mm, it was it was really full on last year when I was doing all three. Now, yeah. obviously, I'm not. Um, I'm still training hard and and doing all that. But yeah, I've loosened the reins a little bit. But it was about being organised, knowing what I was doing. It was very sort of robotic, and I was in a trance because I. It's like I was staring at the finish line, and I just all eyes on that, and any distractions. I didn't get distracted by. Mm. However, with that comes compromise. You know, I wasn't a social. I wasn't having my 10 vodkas anymore on the weekend. Like what we meant. <laughs> you know, you have to know when to say yes and when to say no, sorry. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. When you have such a strong, again, reason why and goals, like I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. But it was just about being very organized, using Google Calendar to, it was my whole life. Um, yeah, good. Yeah. Not being as spontaneous and things like that, but it served a purpose and then I achieved a lot of things so what goes up must come down that's why I've decided to not be as full on this year and 
and just so no no competitions for this year not yet not until i establish um my work and my living situation and those goals more sort of life goals life goals yeah life admin yeah Yeah. life admin once i get that done adulting is that what it is you don't want to call it adulting come on never learned um but yeah so again you gotta like right now i don't have a reason why to do it i'm not it's not going to give me anything different than what i already have for now so and you're really like you're quite an accomplished like in in you know athlete in that field anyway so it's sort of like have you still looked at that and gone i you know i've kind of i've I've reached this this moment for the time being i'm happy now and focused as you said on these other areas yeah that's right and then you can always just come back to it later on yeah definitely obviously like there's the world champions and there's networking and all of that that you can do but i'm absolutely loving what i'm doing now so rather than sort of spreading myself too thin which is what i normally do because i get so excited by wanting to do everything and and all that i'm really honing in on my focus and then once i feel like yep that's settled and and doing well maybe i'll do another one fantastic yeah we've kind of already alluded to it but like what is next like obviously like you don't have plan to compete for a little while uh but we do understand you've got some big plans coming up is that right yeah, definitely. So again, I'm just going to ride out this um, bridging the gap between fitness and the rehab side of it, but presenting seminars, online platforms. I want to educate people and really so be the different... Video content happening the other day as well. Yeah, video content for what? some of our online things. So cool. that'll be tailored towards office workers and all of that just to get people my, up my and My target moving. market. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Well, I mean, I'm your target market because I yeah, work in the finance industry, so... Mm. What kind of what kind of what are you sort of targeting in regards to, to for us? I yeah, say. like about posture and or what is it exactly? Yeah, you? definitely mm. posture. So it's mainly education based and that accountability. Like you said, you know, you you don't make time to um, stretch and that's totally cool. But then you said maybe it's because of ignorance, you know, like. And that's totally fine because a lot of people aren't educated on this stuff. They don't see the value. Whereas if you have a program where you know, like where your coach keeping you accountable, chances are you're going to move better, feel better, have less days off work because of your sore back and all of that. So we're really trying to explore that. Right. And particularly working out this way, I've really um, noticed the difference between your office workers um, versus the bubble that I had been in with, with your athletes. Very different, yet you guys probably need this more just because it oh, doesn't absolutely. fit like athletes. You do it for your job and your hobby all the time, but mm. general population, even though you are an athlete, but just on different spectrums, Excellent. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And you said we, so who's, um, is, you've got like a partner yeah. in, in the group as well. So what's the, um, is it the company you've established or? Yeah, my friend Alyssa and I, who have the same life coach, we met. She owns a clinic, Bliss Therapies, that I do the corrective exercise work down in Heathmont. So we've both noticed um, the same passion and drive, and we've sort of collaborated in order to tackle this. So we're almost there. Fantastic. um, Yeah, really loving that. If if people want to check out Bliss Therapies, it's at Bliss Therapies. yeah, at Bliss Therapies That's on Instagram. It. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. Thank yeah. you, Kev. Legends. Just making sure we're doing our plugs. <laughs> health connections as well. Yes, we health mentioned health connections. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, yep. That's right. So, beauty. So thanks for joining us, Danielle. Now we thought being our very special first guest on the Burn, uh, we'd do a new segment called the Burning Ten. What's the Burning Ten, Steve? Ten quick questions, mate. Ready, set, go. Favorite food? 
Greg food. Go-to gym song. <laughs> Anything with a heavy base. Your coffee order. Large, long, black. Your happy place. The beach. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Mornings or nights? Mornings. Facebook or Insta? Insta. Netflix or <laughs> Stan? Netflix. Out for dinner or home-cooked meal? Home-cooked meal. And quote that motivates you. Follow your inner fire. Nice one. Awesome. So thanks so much for joining us, Danielle. It was thanks, a pleasure. Danielle. Thank you. It was so much fun. Awesome. So, I'll be holding you accountable with your marathon training oh, and your do. breakfast, I'm both oh, you and you, Kev. I'm excited. We're ready now. Definitely. So what's on what's on the horizon, Steve? What's next? Uh, for nice time, Kev. Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. We were talking all things food, coffee, restaurants, just everything in Melbourne. Yep. Uh, what else? Well, we'll be doing some food challenges along the way. Uh, so Steve, you'll be doing like the taste test, taste test challenge. That's a tongue twister. Tongue twister. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, I'll. I think you've got a, a food challenge for me I as do. well. Yeah, pretty excited. Um, so yeah. we're looking forward to episode four. Do we have a name for it yet? TBA. TBA. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks again, Danny, for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Danny. Been awesome. You. Awesome. So, guys. Hit Danny up. You can follow her on Instagram at Danny Antonellos. That's D A N I A N T O N E L L O S. There you go. Fantastic, Kev. Also, you can uh, follow Danny at Health Connections S Y and at Bliss Therapy. So that's with Alyssa as well. That's right. Awesome. Uh, fantastic. And Danny, yes, once again, thank you so much for coming in. Really appreciate it. Uh, what we've spoken about is is just so real and that's what we need everyone to sort of all our listeners to really like sit down and appreciate and to get in touch with you um because by doing this you know you, you can really change your life and that's you know from the physical and mental side of things as well mm. so they all relate definitely Steve. Yeah, right. definitely so thank you again Danny. thank you and uh that's another fortnight steve um so until then guys burn nation we thank you and remember to slip, slop, slap. Otherwise, you're going to get burnt. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it.